0: Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas.
1: All right, Nick, sit back and relax.
0: And if you can't, we need to talk about that.
1: (laughs) Prepare to be couched.
0: the deadliest campus shooting in U.S. history. The last one, even close to the scale, was when Charles Whitman went on top of the tower in the middle of the University of Texas at Austin back in 1966. Uh, that killed 15 people. And we're following the breaking news of a school shooting at
1: Sandy Hook Elementary School.
0: Our nation is shocked and saddened by the news of the shootings at Virginia Tech. Right, the serene University of Texas campus, bathed in very hot sunlight, and apparently a madman located on top of the university tower firing and shooting at any movable target that he can see.
1: It was the first mass shooting of this type anywhere in the United States. We captured that on film.
0: Good evening. One of history's worst mass murders occurred here in Austin today. By official count tonight, 49 persons were hit by gunfire. There are 16 dead and 33 injured. Another shot. He just fired another shot
1: and this time Another shot! The sniper is dead. The sniper is dead. There's a shooter! Active shooter! Get away!
0: Horrific scene playing out late today
1: in Boulder, Colorado. Tonight, a shooting rampage at this Colorado grocery store. This
0: is a tragedy and a nightmare for Boulder County.
1: A shooting rampage at three spas in the Atlanta metro area Tuesday, leaving eight people dead and one wounded. 21 year old robert aaron long of woodstock georgia 21 year old robert aaron long
0: 21 year old ahmad alissa 21 year old ahmed alicia
1: uh, police are still trying to determine exact motive for the rampage it
0: appears the suspect blamed his victims for something else and that he was on his way to hurt even more people
1: he made indicators that um, uh he has uh, some some issues uh potentially uh sexual
0: addiction police of course uh, still searching for a motive.
1: There's no word on motive yet.
0: Welcome everybody to a Couch Divided podcast. Robin, what are we talking about today?
1: <laughs> you sounded like um, an announcer at a baseball game. Just Do then. I? You, when, just when you did that, that was awesome. you had this very like bellowous.
0: I might have find a uh, like my new vocation here.
1: <laughs> Actually, I don't think people are going to ball games anymore. It would be an Angels game. Do you get that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! The cheese of that! Oh, oh my goodness! Okay, well, Nick, um, today we are going to be talking about the psychology of mass shootings, yeah, more right. specifically, the what we know about the psych, the psychology of mass shooters. Yeah, very sensitive uh, topic. Yeah, where uh, this discussion is obviously, um it came to us as a topic that we needed to cover because of the recent shootings yeah, and um in
0: Atlanta and Boulder and, and you know i actually
1: gonna... think there was another one um a couple of days ago okay, yeah. so
0: yeah and so we'll discuss all of these things <laughs> Um, talking about the psychology uh, of mass shootings, uh, what the primary motivations are, or at least speculations are in in that, will that come up in today's episode? Yeah,
1: well, like when we talk about the psych, like the psychological makeup of these individuals, that perpetrate mass shootings we're going to talk about motives for yeah, sure
0: because the big question on everybody's mind is well we know that they did it but why did they do sure, it? And, sure and that is hard to determine because well first of all uh the shooter will say anything
1: mm-hmm. so i think i mean it is hard so from a psychological standpoint especially like an exclusively psychological standpoint a secular um it's it is difficult to determine why somebody would perpetrate an act like this. But as Christians, we start from the place of understanding that we are sinful, dreadful, wretches. Um, So we don't leap, we don't have to leap as far. But it hits us, you know, the same way because the behavior is definitely very aberrant and it's rare, right? Not everybody yeah. and their brother is committing a mass shooting. so and we
0: know by... Uh- by our worldview by Christianity, that God does have inerrant knowledge of why and and how mm-hmm. and when right. and the the victims uh he's more intimately involved uh, than we are or the media or anybody that is uh, right. um, that is involved in this and that's that's the presupposition that we want to start with right first. so we're
1: gonna we're going talk about all of that we the some of the details in these episodes might be a little bit more mature. Um, so, if you get kind of squeamish, I mean, I'm, we're not going to talk about the the gore of anything, but we're going to be talking about some sensitive stuff. so yeah, some sensitive just proceed stuff. with caution. We wanted to give that fair warning.
0: So uh, that being said, enjoy the episodes. And uh, if you have any questions as you uh, as you hear these episodes, uh, feel free to you know, like, subscribe, share, mm-hmm. and comment on our Instagram or our Facebook. Uh, we'll get right back to you. Yeah, we're pretty good about that. All right. Love you guys. So, Dr. Dr. Robin Hall. <laughs> yes, that's me. We're discussing a sensitive subject of mass shootings. What does psychology say about mass shootings? Is there any kind of one substantiated point or is it a plethora of things or
1: oh there it's the there's lots and lots and lots psychology is never brief that's yeah Yeah. anybody that does any kind of work within psychology knows that psychology and psychologists and um they're we're not brief people
0: (laughs) well and i think that we can substantiate that on scripture is that the the heart is deceitful above all things who can really know it the Mm -hmm. complexities of the heart and the mind are so Complex to mm-hmm. substantiate it on one variant cause or single factor is undermining the, you know, right. the totality of things. Yeah,
1: it's a cheap explanation. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, sure. and,
0: and then the latter part of that verse is it's God who weighs mm. the motives of the heart and uh, and tests uh, right. what is going on.
1: Right. We can speculate about what motivates what and you know what informs what, but ultimately we don't have an om- you know an omniscient understanding of
0: although we wish. Yeah. I don't
1: really want that. Would you want that?
0: <laughs> if I could do good, uh, I suppose, but it's a fantasy, yeah. and that's where it'll stay. <laughs> I'm too wicked. It's not how God I'm designed I'm too wicked me. for that, I yeah. think. Um, Even Adam, before he fell, did not have no. the omniscient understanding. Otherwise, he already, already known not to eat the fruit no, without I feel, condescending.
1: I, I imagine the burden of that, the weight of that would take the Lord to sustain we <laughs> it. We would be
0: putting ourselves equal to God or above you know, him. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, it takes, you know... Um, the you know all-knowing creator of the universe to sustain right knowing everything
0: but psychology does have so, so, something to say yes, about mass yes, shootings. yes 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 and, so um, um what what are those things
1: well okay so i uh, spent a lot of time uh researching this topic because i wanted to make sure that i could bring um uh recent information accurate information to you guys um so, if anybody is interested in looking at some of the resources that I used, we can make those available to you guys through our social yeah, media. We'll platforms. make sure that we
0: do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, a lot of the information that I'm going to be talking about came from a specific, uh, article by uh, James Knoll and George Annis. So both of them are MDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Annis is also a master of public health, which I had to look up. Okay. I didn't realize that was even a specification. Um, anyway, so that was published in 2016. So still, you know, uh, relatively recent within right. the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, I thought it was really important that we kind of um, go over the basic stuff um, to get like a good operational understanding of what we're of the the different areas we're talking about. So, um, mass shootings kind of result in endless public speculation about uh, motive, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you kind of see that after all major mass shootings. I the first one that comes to mind is uh, the Columbine shooting. Mm-hmm. There was immediate speculation, and there was. All sorts of ties made between um, um, listening to death metal, like listening to hard metal music and being um, uh, motivated to engage in violence because of that. Do you remember hearing that, Nick?
0: No, I don't remember hearing that specifically, but being in that world of metal and death metal, I'm not. Yeah, I know the specific, you know, songs and things like that that would talk about mass shootings. Sure, Um, and even underground hip hop that I used to listen to in the '90s. Yeah. Um, Oh, I forgot the group, but their album was "The Destruction of the World Trade Center." Way Before nine eleven. 11, oh, creepy,
1: yeah, <laughs> that cop killer rap there, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's,
0: that's that's what it was. It was like a rage against the machine kind of band, uh-huh. but it, not just better, you know. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> well,
1: so bias. yeah, so we, you know, you hear re- re- news outlets, reporters, um, commentators, you hear lots of different people make uh s- speculative judgments about people's motives around mass shootings, sure, and yeah. really like the media. And the media's attention on mass shootings is kind of what spurs that on. Um, so because of the media, high profile mass shootings uh, which receive the most media attention are pretty much the least representative of mass killings. So um, mass mass shootings would be would fall under the heading of like a broader heading of mass murder, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So if we were categorizing it, um and so um there's a lot of different definitions available online mm-hmm. for mass murder. Mm-hmm. Um uh, everybody kind of ranges between 2 and 4. So um uh this guy Burgess, this the author of this particular article defines a mass murder as the killing of 3 or more victims at a single location within one event. So those are some pretty specific criteria, mm-hmm. which makes sense. We need to categorize crime, right? So that's what this is. This guy's offering a definition of of mass murder so that we can essentially categorize different mm-hmm. uh, incidents.
0: Now, if it was at multiple locations, I would still probably identify that as mass murder, but rampage-like, right? Yeah,
1: so, and uh, again, like that that definition isn't, necessarily Mm all-inclusive it was kind of what these specific authors settled on um but yeah because i imagine that if a perpetrator was moving from location to location you would still can and shooting people you would consider it one continuous mass mass murder. mass murder um okay so motives of mass murders typically involve the desire to kill as many people as possible um Such a motive doesn't limit perpetrators to a particular means. So just because um, somebody wants to kill a whole bunch of people at once doesn't mean that they're going to choose a gun or a bomb or, you know, they... By any means necessary, mentally. Right, exactly. But specific instruments do at least theoretically, take out more yeah. victims. It's the
0: most practical instrument that you can use to get your agenda done. Right.
1: Okay. N- you know, yeah. highest number of casualties, right, for right. the least amount of work. And, you
0: know, and so we've seen mass murders and bombings and shootings. You know, mm-hmm. we got the Boston bombing uh, not too long ago, right? The Boston that. Marathon. The Boston yeah. Marathon, yeah. And a uh, guy just drops off a backpack and boom, mm-hmm. you know, it explodes um, in hopes to take out as many people I don't think he had a number in uh, in mind but right had, I'm
1: I'm, super, I'm uh, so unfamiliar with the perpetrator of that.
0: Yeah, I forgot his name. <clears throat> you can get that out there. Uh but yeah, um it, uh it, it was substantiated on his belief uh of what society was and right. what he wanted to uh, make a statement about it. So, right. Yeah. So
1: and that's it's I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to see that that is relatively common across the board um for mass shooters, yeah. mm-hmm. so um, but that's it's always predicated that's, upon a, a part worldview. Of it. Yeah, yeah, um, so um, uh, this article wanted to also kind of uh hit on that individuals who commit mass murder often like use more than one means to achieve the goal of, you know, getting rid of as many people as possible. Okay. Um, so the example they used was uh the a mass shooting in Aurora, Colorado, the at the movie theater, the one that happened in 2012. Right. Um during the Bat I think the Batman mm-hmm. opening, yeah. right? Um so that the the individual who committed that heinous, heinous crime also booby trapped his apartment with multiple bombs. Mm, like in okay. an attempt to continue you know yeah, whoever would go ra- in there ha- and investigate havoc. Yeah. yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah um so you know he wanted to shoot people and then he left bombs mm-hmm. bombs behind so
0: so this was detailed and planned oh so yes it wasn't, uh, so that's
1: also another common factor it that was we'll an impulsory yeah. right yeah. typically typically mass shootings are planned are very like planned meticulously planned okay. um N- not that they can't be impulsive mm-hmm. but and that there's a category for that too but we see commonly that there's planning yeah. at least rumination um or like obsessive thinking about it, the fantasy of committing right. you know violent acts
0: yeah we wouldn't see ted kaczynski just go you know what one day you know and impulsively going <laughs> out there no he he planned it kind of thing like that yeah. oh well yeah i mean and that's the unabomber uh, right. by the way we're yeah. talking <laughs> a lot more about bombings than i yeah. d- d-
1: d- 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 predicted but yeah um yeah, so we have we we're not really looking necessarily at the psychology of bombers, but more so yeah. at the psychology. Well, of and, and this
0: is also to bring this around is you know God God's viewpoint. Does he have a category of mass murder or anything? It, it it is just murder, and sometimes it's multiple people, and sometimes it's not. The motivation is always, in uh, in in God's eyes, or substantiated in the Bible, a hatred against God, <gasps> regardless of what they're saying about God, because a lot of people are motivated. What they say is uh, they're motivated by God. God told me to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like
1: very religious, fanatical people. Sure. Like people that suicide, right? But it's
0: always a hatred of who he is. God doesn't not do mass murder. And remember, we want to define murder as um, malice and forethought, right? Uh, Against somebody. Uh, There is a, a just way uh to take somebody's life it's usually through what the legal system predicated upon the crime uh Are that you, they you mean like the death penalty is that like what the saying? death yes. penalty and things like that so when we see killings in the bible that's not necessarily murder yeah. sure yeah. sure
1: right so yeah we're talking specifically about murder i yeah. mean it, when, legally like criminally premeditation is murder one so right. um like the the legal definitions might get a little bit like fuzzy in there yeah. um so um, the most common type of mass killing, right? So which of that's what mass shooting falls under? Mass killing, mass murder, um, would be like familicide. So mm-hmm. um, very specifically, a husband. There's some um, pretty stressful, extrane you know extraneous circumstances. Typically, um, and he ends up killing his wife, his children, and then himself. So mm-hmm. that would be the typical. Um, If we're using the definition of three or more victims, right, so that would be the most common type of mass killing, according to this article.
0: If you don't mind me bringing this up, uh, there was a wrestler named Crispin Waugh, and some of the listeners are going to know exactly how I'm talking about. Do you remember who I'm talking about, Crispin (laughs) Waugh? He was a wrestler. Um, There was a documentary that Vice uh, came out. He seemed to uh, be having some trouble in the mind uh, because his friend, Eddie Guerrero, whom I loved as a wrestler, died. He ended up committing a a, a familial side, uh, you know, uh, killing his family, Um, left Bibles uh, on their hearts and things like that, too, as well. So he destroyed his whole family because of, well, most likely CTE. Uh, damage to the brain and traumatic pass of his friend dying kind of uh-huh. thing like that. So there's that motive in that kind of uh, mass killing. Sure, thing. sure. Yeah.
1: So, but I, the the whole reason I'm bringing it up is because we don't typically, when we see coverage, when we hear about a mass shooting, we're, our brain doesn't immediately go to, okay, well that's the a subset of a broader category right. mass killing of which the most common type of incident involves familicide. Yes. So. Um, this this article specifically the Noel and Anis article really stressed that um, uh, mass shootings are rare. Mm. So and they they also stress a lot of like the political implications. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of stay away from that for this. Yeah, because that's series. a
0: whole nother beast in it itself, right?
1: <laughs> so um, but yeah, so they really do stress that that specifically is the most common type of mass killing. So anyway. Um, I think, uh, one, I want to talk to you guys about too, um, and we're going to come back to this individual specifically as kind of a case study, um, later on in the series. Um, but kind of our first historic, historical, um, media, like media publicized. And what I mean by that is like during the live media era, mm-hmm. um, um, public shooting or sh- mass shooting in a public sp- space was in 1966 mm-hmm. at the university of Texas in Austin. Um, and the gunman, Charles Whitman. So lots of you guys are, have probably at least heard of um, the Texas, the university of Texas uh, massacre, at least in passing. Um, it's, it's very, very infamous. So, Uh, Whitman, the gunman, he was a student and former Marine, uh, fired down um, from the university campus clock tower into the campus commons, uh, killing 14 and wounding 31 others. And that's actually not representative of everyone he killed. So we'll talk about that a little bit more specifically. Um, He also used multiple means. It wasn't just shooting, um, shooting people. So he in the spree from the clock tower, he shot and killed 14 wounded 31 others. Um, and prior to ascending the clock tower that day, he had killed his wife and his mother. Mm. Um, so at that point, like I said, this was really the one of the worst mass murders in a public area in history in the United States. And it was really the first one to unfold as part of this like live media era, right? Wow. With constant coverage.
0: Wow. And then since then, we've kept the we've kept that up. Um, you know, every time there's a mass shooting, you're going to hear about it on the news. Yeah, of and you're course. Hear details. Um, and so this was almost, you know, this 1966 event that took place is well, first of all, it's historical and it started propagating our interest. Right. And in, in mass shootings. Sure. Yeah. Um. Or mass killings. So.
1: And that clock tower has become very, very famous, right? Yeah. You know, it's um, either
0: the Texas tower shooting or the university of Texas clock tower shooting. I mean, it's got two names to it. Right. People
1: refer to it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, we're going to come back to Whitman and look at him in more detail. Um, The governor of Texas at the time of the massacre um, actually commissioned research to be done to try and understand Hmm. what caused the shooting. Hmm. Um, So we actually know quite a bit about Whitman.
0: Maybe we can discuss this briefly. Why is it important for us to understand these things to start off with?
1: So uh, I think for prevention, I think that's ultimately the goal is so if we can understand this kind of behavior, how something like this comes to be, Mm -hmm. all the different factors at play and what what comes cohesively together to kind of. Uh, bring about a tragedy like this, then the idea is that potentially we could prevent it from and happening mitig- again. And mitigate these right. things. In, in um, events, I think you know. that's that's really why we want to understand any right. You know, any behavior is so that we can adjust it right yeah. or, or use it to um, improve Improve quality of life. <laughs> this is why I love being
0: a Christian because from the overflow of a biblical revelation, we can get to these things in truths and mm-hmm. show Christ is the peace to prevent all these things. Sure. Uh, and uh, the the hope that we have in the resurrection of the dead, uh, uh, oh, man, has it mitigated a lot of my sin <laughs> to know that one day I won't suffer. Yeah. You know? And. I, I know that seems superficial, but it is very profound how a future hope does does bring peace to the mind. Sure. Um, and I hope you, yeah, I think you would agree with that. No, yeah. I
1: absolutely agree with that. I yeah. think that it's difficult to, I think it can be difficult to focus on that future peace, mm-hmm. especially when you're in the thick of something sure. that's a, re, you know, a very difficult trial. Yeah. Um, we say
0: this too will pass. But if it's substantiated on the future hope, yes, you, right. this emotion will pass. You know, mm-hmm. whatever I'm feeling, it, right. it will. Right. God yeah. is there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, we 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 have hope because yes. of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that isn't. Please do not hear uh, hear anything other than like people who go through experiences like this, like the survivors or the families of, vi- of victims of mass shootings who are also victims. What they go through is extremely real, mm-hmm. right? It's and and um world altering in every way right mm-hmm. and it there's um a lot of respect that's due to that but mm-hmm. with Christ ultimately we have like hope and assurance that preach it uh, you know every tear will be wiped away every tear will every be tier. wiped away
0: that is i i'm even getting emotional it, it's so funny that uh, to i can have tears of joy to know that every tear will right. be wiped away right. but i even get emotional in that uh, in that in that concept because And you can relate to me, and a lot of people can relate uh, uh, to this, is that just because you come to Christ doesn't mean that your temptations go away or anything like that. And to understand that he's there with you in the thick of it, um, uh, giving you advice, calming you, uh, being a father, uh, one that you can actually cling on to. Right. And then he tells you it's because you're not going to suffer one day. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of what have I accomplished right. on the it's cross? It's not meaningless,
1: yeah. right? It's I mean, not
0: meaningless. the verse comes to life when it says he who keeps his mind steadfast in the Lord will have perfect peace. Mm-hmm. And what that means is it is well with your soul, well right. regardless of right. what you're going exactly, through. Exactly, regardless
1: yeah. of your circumstance, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, like I said, we're going to come back to Whitman. He's he's pretty interesting. And um, I think he's a good example, like his history and the per The identified or speculated progression of Mm -hmm. events that kind of led up to this day in 1966 um, are really identifiable. So I think it's a good example. And I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting to want to discuss Charles Whitman with you guys. Um, And I, I kept trying to call him Charlie Chapman because the whole, yeah anyway
0: <laughs> well when i think of whitman i think of Walt Whitman so there you go i'm, okay, I'm well, not the only one that right. thinks about something else yeah <laughs>
1: associations so anyway um media tends to really offer oversimplified explanations um about motive for people that perpetrate these kinds of crimes for shooters um the article references either like a mad or bad Kind of explanation. Mm. They're either insane mm. or they're just totally evil, mm. right? Um, it it which is it really is a simple explanation. I think as Christians, we ultimately have um, an even more simpler, even more simple, excuse me, explanation, yeah. which is guess, the sin, fruit. right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but th- what the media offers is either matter bad. D- really oversimplifies the cycle, psycho- the psychology of what's going on. So. Um, But it's much easier to report and it's kind of a lot easier for a public to digest, right? Mm. So what we're going to get in today is some of the more advanced psychological concepts that are at play, like psychological processes that are at play in this. Um, And that's a lot to report when you're just doing, you know, an evening broadcast or you're writing an art, you know, like a brief article for an online forum. Mm.
0: And so... There is another part, because you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, that the families are victims as well. Of course. And uh, let's talk about that um, for a second. In what way are they victims? Uh, Well, they lose.
1: I mean, if their family member is deceased because of an incident like this, then Mm -hmm. they lose their family member. First and foremost, that's the...
0: Right, right. Their uh, little boy or girl who commits this crime.
1: Oh, you mean the parents of the shooter? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, the parents of the shooter. Yeah, I'm, I yeah. thought you meant the the families of the victim. Vic- I mean,
0: that too is important. Let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, let's just say that the the amount of trauma that comes upon the family of the one who committed the crime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that oh man, that wrecks you, right? Um, first of all, your little boy or daughter that you're not seeing them. As that baby in the diaper <laughs> that you that they, 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 that you grew up with, and all of a sudden one uh, one part of their personality uh, that you know is transitioned to into something detestable and chaotic, but that's that's your child.
1: You oh, know. so like you mean if you were talking, you so in this like according to what you're saying, the assumption would be that this person exhibited no precursory behaviors or no there were no indications that prior to the event that um, there was yeah that's
0: a possible scenario but a mother still looks at their child as that's, that's sure my so baby what boy, we're gonna find though
1: is that in a lot of these cases that's not the relationship that exists really be, oh, that's interesting between yeah. the parents of the gunmen now There's usually that to them, yeah. so it depends on what's motivating it yeah so what like it, people typically is, like associate gun violence and mental illness hmm. but there really isn't a correlation mm-hmm. With gun violence perpetrated on others, wow! Suicide by gun, which is what the most like violent discharge fire like firearms resulting in homicide, is from like suicide every year. Mm-hmm. Abso- absolutely, that's related to mental health, yes. right? Of course, yeah. Absolutely, uh, all of it's related to mental health, but um, specifically, like insanity, isn't necessarily at play, and we're going to talk about that specifically because when a clinician. Talks about insanity, we're talking about losing touch with reality. Right. Right. So, that's there's a very specific set of criteria that have to be met in order for to determine that somebody was clinically insane at the time they committed a specific action. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that too. But, um, it's I think it's really important to understand that mental illness. Is not correlated with committing these kinds of acts, so like serious mental illness right um, so the this article talks about uh, the media kind of also emphasizing these explanations they offer that are inaccurate and they really aren't based on very much evidence, kind of stoke political fires surrounding like gun debate you know regulating of firearms, the debate around that. Um, But really don't provide any constructive suggestions about how to prevent future tragedies, right? right? Um, Psychiatric illness, although it's uh, present in some mass murderers and mass shooters, is far from the most significant or consistent finding um, from attempts to investigate the nature of these types of events. So Mm. um, like we might have one kind of conception about who these people are but very very rarely is it the person that is experiencing uh ha- uh hallucinations um like hearing voices right or um mm-hmm. seeing things that aren't right. there that's a very 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 small subset yeah we
0: see it in the movies all the time right, right? and it's, it's a great it's yeah. a great story yeah. hollywood
1: can play with it a lot mm-hmm. but that's not representative at all of a majority of these types of shooters wow, so
0: look how the uh uh, the arts or the entertainment or hollywood actually can manipulate our mind right there. We well it's m-
1: and it's more fun that explanation like it because yeah. what what it what it allows is for us to relieve the perpetrator of responsibility they right. didn't really mean to commit this very violent act they were influenced by all of this other psychological stuff yeah. that was going on yeah. and if they had been in their right mind they never would have committed this crime right, right but that's right just not what we see typically. Yeah, like, not what we see. That isn't yeah. the scenario. So. So, so so some common misconceptions about mass shootings um that these guys identify is really is that's the first one that uh mass shootings by people with serious mental illness represent the most significant relationship between gun violence and mental illness. And that's just not true. Um so serious mental illness or SMI, mm-hmm. we, uh for that's a very um common designation that we mm-hmm. use. Is defined as mental, behavioral, or emotional disorder resulting in serious functional impairment, um, which substantially interferes with or limits one or more major life activities. So, one or more areas of psychosocial functioning, you know, Mm -hmm. family, work, school, that kind Mm of that kind of thing. If you might be experiencing depression or anxiety but if they aren't impacting your life in a negative way then it's not disordered yes, so right, right you, in order to qualify as a disorder you have to have an impairment in functioning
0: yeah uh, in this case is it normative or not and so in these in these mass shootings are they cognitively normative or not
1: right so yeah. n- like we we're not seeing that yeah. um so like we said already when most people think about someone being insane or crazy we're picturing somebody who's not in touch with reality, somebody who's talking to themselves, or somebody else that's not in the room that, you know, the individual might see, but you know, no one else does independently. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, like people who are diagnosed as schizophrenic mm-hmm. with, you know, whatever subtype uh people are psychotic, but that's not who are typically committing these crimes. No. Um, so some mass shooters are found to have a history of psychiatric illness, but there really is no reliable research um, to suggest that a majority of perpetrators are primarily influenced by serious mental illness as opposed to specifically, for example, psychological turmoil that flow like comes in from other sources. Right. So like major, major life stressor events. Wow. Okay. So that is much more common than, than finding a history of psychiatric illness within the mass shooter. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so interesting too. what I was reading this article and I I thought I would tell you this little story because I had never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of up our, like, well, my true crime alley. So, um, (laughs) we kind of have decided that Mass shootings are a thing of like recent past or mass killings specifically, but really that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, but because of the media, we really kind of landmark the University of Texas shooting in 1966 as the beginning of this mass shooting era. Um, but uh, there was uh, a mass murder that took place in 1927 that I had never heard of before. Um, that was definitely much more egregious. So, um, I thought it was interesting. And for any of you guys that are, um, interested in criminal psychology, like I am, take a look at it. It's interesting. So this is the Bath school disaster of 1927. Mm-hmm. And according to this specific article, um, it's remains the deadliest mass murder in a school in United States history. Wow. Right. So I was, which is one of the reasons I was surprised that I'd never heard of it. Um, anyway, um. One man, a farmer, killed 38 Michigan elementary school children and six adults and injured at least 58 other people. Wow. So um, this the farmer that perpetrated the attack was in very serious financial trouble. trouble. His wife was ill with tuberculosis, um, and he became angry, uh, uh, purportedly angry, after an increase in taxes and losing an election in which he had recently run for a town clerk. So you've got all these precipitating events, these mm-hmm. really stressful um, f- life events that are taking place around this mass murder. Right, Which makes sense. It does, right? <clears throat> so um, this particular individual killed his wife first, and then firebombed his farm. I'm really not sure what firebomb bombing is. Do you know what it is? Now? A firebomb? Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing it's a, it's actually you know something specific but he firebomb bombed his farm and then detonated explosives in the bath consolidated school uh before uh, committing suicide by detonating a final explosion in his truck
0: And firebombing is a is a bombing technique it's usually designated to damage a target so uh so that it's just a type of bombing Bombing. technique yeah okay Usually, somebody's got to be very smart to
1: understand even how to. Well, farmers and fertilizer. Like it's it's probably not that complicated to rig up some explosives there on a farm. Go. There you go. You no, I don't know how. I would be interested in learning, not for any a, other reason than my own edification. If any of you guys, I'm just a no preacher Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so um, so he, this guy killed with explosives, not with a firearm specifically. Yeah. Um. But anyway, interestingly, um, like most of, or many of kind of our more modern mass murderers, this dude left uh, a final communication. Okay, Mm. like a a note. He stenciled um, and then painted on a board outside of his property a message that read, criminals are made and not born. Mm, (laughs) So... Um, again, like that statement is extremely suggestive of externalization of blame, so and long-held grievance. Yeah. So we're gonna find that a lot of these individuals that commit mass murder, mass shooting, mass murder, um, and very so, have very long-held grievances, grudges. Right. They have reve- they're engaging in a lot of revenge fantasies. Right, so.
0: and so uh, coming from uh, a biblical anthropology, criminals are born. We're all transgressed against the yeah. God, but then categorically they're learned right Right. And we're so made also the, the type of crime <laughs> right. that you are going to commit is uh-huh. going to be to, uh, to be learned and sometimes it manifests itself uh, in that degree right uh, uh mass killings fire bombings, right things like right that,
1: yeah. so um that
0: is definitely learned so
1: yeah right so like we're you know we could probably go on for years about the nature nurture debates and sure. all the different it, it might be a future episode or a future series but Fundamentally, as Christians, we understand like our worldview explains evil.
0: Yeah. So l- listen, what God says about the Chaldeans, if you if you allow me here in Habakkuk uh, one, where uh, Habakkuk is um, totally distraught about the wickedness that's going on in Jerusalem, and then he asks the Lord, why do you continue to let this go? And then he goes. Look, I'm I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans. And he goes, Before uh, uh, for behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation who march to the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. It's an idolatrous people encapsulated with themselves and conquering things. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a nation that he's describing sure. uh, as that, not an individual. But then I would say that remnants of the individual is always going to be predicated upon what they believe, what they want to accomplish, their own uh, statements of as a group. As a group, you mean? Yeah, yeah. as a group. Right, right. Um, and there's always an internal uh, dialogue, I think, going on in the individual and then a mass dialogue going yeah. on with the group of
1: people. Sure. Yeah. Right, a community think process, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, so mass shootings by people with serious mental illness represent less than 1% of yearly gun-related homicides.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So that's a, an interesting statistic to chew on. Um, like I said before, death by suicide using firearms is what accounts for the majority of gun-related yeah. deaths every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, another misconception, a common misconception in any way, is that people with SMI or serious mental illness should be considered dangerous. Um, the overall contribution of people with SMI to violent crimes is only about 3%. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, So when the crimes are examined in detail, an even smaller percentage of them are found to involve firearms. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Some research has identified a small but higher fraction of homicides. So not specific to those involving firearms, though, just homicide Hmm. um, committed by individuals with schizophrenia than by those in the general population. So, again, schizophrenia is a psychotic disorder. Mm -hmm. So individuals that are diagnosed with schizophrenia have experienced mm-hmm. fluorid psychosis, right? right so right. hallucinations, tactile, gustatory, audio, yeah. visual, um, and then very typically uh, delusional thinking as well. Right. Um,
0: and that's good to know because I think sometimes when we hear schizophrenia, we're just thinking about auditory hallucinations. And oh yes, other no, yeah. we'll
1: we'll do a full episode on like psychosis and you know, what that. Our is. episode yeah. series on mm-hmm. as- yeah psychosis. I think we mentioned
0: psychosis. it in our COVID episodes too as well. Uh, oh, did we about uh, the nature of psychosis? So yes, this has been broad. You up remind again. me
1: all the time about stuff that we said in the other episodes, and was, I'm I'm like, do I just forget that i said it cuz <laughs> no mean, we we
0: <laughs> did mention it and and so this is the the second time this is brought up i think we need to do a, yeah, something on it too. yeah yeah
1: um okay so the like a, like i said some research supports the idea that a small but higher fraction of homicides again not necessarily involving guns but just homicides in general are committed by individuals with schizophrenia than by those in the general population so mm-hmm. Um, Despite the small but elevated risk, the rate of stranger homicides committed by individuals with schizophrenia or any chronic psychosis Hmm. or anything that would fall into the psychotic disorder category is extremely low. So um, they cite a meta analysis and um, a meta analysis is an analysis of lots and lots and lots and lots of studies. Mm -hmm. Right. So it takes. All the research there is on a specific topic, and then digests it and translates the results into and it's total right uh, into a meta analysis. Right. Um. So, uh, this was a meta analysis from 1999, which can you believe is 20 years ago? No wow. Oh, I'm old. Um, one stranger homicide is perpetrated by someone with a psychotic illness per year in a population of 14.3 million. So one one person per 14.3 million like we're i mean what? Yeah, it's low. So but <laughs> I'm I I would definitely wager that most of most of our the people listening, myself included before I was trained in any of this, I was in this category just kind of assume yeah. that individuals with psychotic disorders are more likely to become violent or commit violent crimes and that's just totally it's just, inaccurate just, it's, it's not true um it's
0: unfair too as well because mm-hmm. we put those curses on people and then we start looking well, it at psychology it, ter- yeah.
1: it perpetrates fear right yeah. and that that mitigates love for neighbor right
0: right and, and we develop a bias attitude towards mm-hmm. people with these uh, disorders too right. and treat them unfairly right so, absolutely
1: yeah. so um yeah, so uh, one stranger homicide perpetrated by someone with a psychotic illness per year in a population of 15, 14.3 million. I mean, that's just, again, I'm not diminishing any homicide, right? Mm-hmm. It's all horrible, mm-hmm. but the incidence is what we're looking at here, right. and it's it's not high. Um, So assuming a U.S. population of 320 million— uh, approximately 23 people a year on average would be killed by an individual with a psychotic illness. In contrast, an average of about 330 people are uh, struck by lightning each year in the United States.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah.
1: So right. Com- yeah. Comparing okay, so, it to that actually puts op- in a perspective. Ready yeah. for this though, Nick? Okay. Yeah. So that means a person is about 15 times more likely to be struck by lightning in a given year than to be killed by a stranger with a diagnosis of schizophrenia or Mm -hmm. other psychotic chronic psychotic disorder
0: and see and knowing that kind of statistics helps us love our neighbor even more Mm -hmm. kind of thing because you don't have to be afraid of these people you can actually engage yeah (laughs) absolutely right and i know it 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 seems awkward uh, to us to engage with somebody like that because you don't know where the conversation is going to go uh you don't know what they're going to say or even how to handle it Mm -hmm. and why would you know how to handle it but then goes back to our first question why do we want to know these things right is why because Mm -hmm. we are commanded to fulfill the law and love our neighbor
1: well and we're supposed to be wise about circumstances right um i mean we're supposed to spread the gospel to every corner of the right the world so you're you know being afraid of the person who's got more erratic behavior Mm -hmm. and using that as a reason to not engage right right, to evangelize engage whatever whatever that's not acceptable
0: yeah uh Mm-hmm. Not to to you know it. It's not acceptable to just throw out that right. label. Kind right, right, right. Now being cautious for your family, I'm not going to. No, gonna say you should
1: approach yeah. every circumstance with caution. Exactly, we're supposed to be wise. Yeah, uh, absolutely, be wise, discerning. But if your explanation, your internal explanation, is that that I'm not approaching this person because like they look more erratic and. Mm-hmm potentially more Like dan- that just doesn't
0: and uh, and speculations harm people too mm-hmm. as well just as bad theology harms mm-hmm. people bad speculations or jumping to conclusions harms mm-hmm. people too as well you start chastising uh different groups different individuals predicated upon what they believe and say well it's because they believe that or because they did that that and and that's cohesive with their mental illness so you should get rid of one of those institutions mm-hmm. um and believe me what i'm just uh, what i'm saying here will make more sense um in this next episode when we actually discuss uh, uh, the individual shootings that uh, that happened uh, recently, More recently yeah. um and so it, it's very good to get this foundation uh, right now because there's a lot of opinions about Christianity about Islam about other belief systems um that uh they're trying to blame uh for these uh, particular shootings that happened recently so yeah
1: right yeah so we're going to we're going to chew through all of that for you guys mm-hmm. so um what do we know about mass shootings so what is um psychology as a discipline discovered about the psychology of individuals who commit these acts um not very much (laughs) (laughs) little research exists that would better would serve to better inform uh mental health professional professionals or law enforcement regarding the issues or problems that lead individuals to commit mass murder we need we need more um like and kind of what you brought up that's really that's the why you know we want to um understand why somebody does something like this so that we can look for the warning signs and prevent it from happening (laughs) right Mm -hmm.
0: and all these um news articles when they want to speculate and write something to substantiate any kind of speculative motivation or animus at all they always put opinion at yeah. first because they know exactly what you just said is actually the reality that we live in. Right, we don't know. We
1: don't know. Right, <laughs> and it's different each time. And it's so different each time. We yeah. we are there. You know what you'll see is that there are some common, some common things that occur. You know, for the most part, across the board. Um, but each one of these perpetrators is a unique individual with a unique history. Right. And again, as Christians, we understand that we don't need any of that to explain that a heart is evil, right? We don't need that. Um, I can
0: know for for sure that that person that mass killed hates God. mm -hmm. He may say he loves God, Mm -hmm. but that he's got a different definition of love. (laughs) You know, when God says love me and love your neighbor, he's got a particular uh, definition of what love is and what uh, love for your neighbor is. And um, and it's and, not murder. And it's not murder. No. When he <laughs> says mortify the deeds of the flesh, he didn't say and in, in kill the one that's actually uh, tempting you. um, Or even to blame an individual right. on your temptation. Well, and mm-hmm. we'll
1: see that. There's a lot of these individuals definitely tend to blame. They have a, like a very persecuted um, ideology. And
0: this is why it's very important to... Uh, I'm just going to bring it back in here to be involved in a local biblical local church that would come alongside of you to help you with your, uh, you, with your things, what's, what, what, what's, what's going on in your heart and what's right. going on in your mind. Loneliness does exist. Depression does exist. Anxiety, internal desires that, I mean, if you, Sin. 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 if you read, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Christian, uh, in that in that, um, in that, uh, uh, that play, that right, um, he comes upon um uh, an enormous and massive amount of um blasphemous thoughts, and he doesn't know why you know and of course, it's an illusion of spiritual warfare, but these are the things that we discuss with our pastors and our elders and the people that are are, are surrounded um uh with us in love and, right uh, uh, taking it out on somebody is first of all is is not what scripture says and and no way can you blame Christianity
1: for that. So. Right. No, no, we don't, we don't allow people to, we don't excuse people's behavior, um, in that way. Right. Right. Um, God, our God is a God of perfect justice.
0: Perfect, right. justice. perfect justice. And I think we need to hone in on that because... Um, there are some mass shootings that uh, the person wants to bring justice to the world, so he's going to snub out everything that, that, that they don't like. Um, there are other motivations, of course. I'm not uh, uh, saying that this is one factor, but um, a lot of um, criminal activity is centered around what they think uh, justice is or what they think is fair um and this is why i'm doing it kind of thing like that do they know cognitively that it's wrong i would say yes or no internal uh based off of the image of god that they hold sure. they know that they're transgressing against god that's romans one
1: right but they i i there's like there's such a level of denial i think present they believe they're so justified yes. in what they're doing and you would i mean you would really need to believe that to, right yeah i mean you, you, you would really need to believe that to perpetrate Anything, you
0: Mm know, I mean, to do anything, I see this as right, even Mm -hmm. if you know it's wrong. I mean, the complaints. Well, people,
1: I mean, people are mushy. We, we're not loyal. We're fickle. Like, (laughs) it doesn't take much for us to jump ship. But when you talk about something as serious as mass murder, you assume that the individual committing the crime has.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at what God says again about the Chaldeans, Habakkuk one, verse seven. They are dreaded, uh, dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves mm-hmm. and not from God, but from themselves. Right. We declare what is right. We declare uh, what we're doing. I, uh, I am. Uh, 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 valid in my belief system because i feel it i right, experience right it's this my is, experience right this is i'm
1: god i'm it's narc. it is narcissism and the yeah. article actually goes on to talk a lot more about the incidents of narcissism oh look at that um yeah <laughs> <laughs> again that's like a whole it's maybe all like all. multiple parts yeah. series narcissism in itself
0: again so. we'll have to do a case study but yeah. I, I believe Ooh. there's. a Substantiate. Do you have
1: somebody in mind? There? Well, I, I just, I just, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit of me, a little bit. Um, oh, for sure. Um, but yep. inner psychopath.
0: Uh, but I do think that there's probably a, a substantial amount of narcissism um, to commit these kinds of yes. crimes. Right. Right. Uh, right. This is not the motivating factor. Or, we can't say it's a motivating factor, but it is definitely in there.
1: Well, I think components that make up narcissism we could argue yeah. motivates this kind of behavior, and
0: it really brings no peace to say, well, why did he? Do it. Oh, he's a narcissist. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Like, right. oh, come on. <laughs> right, and
1: <laughs> exactly. And I think that's you're making a really good point. We want to understand why, not because it excuses. Yes, but because it, the idea or the thought is that it would help us to better prevent it from happening again. Yes. Right. So our like quest for why isn't to rectify what happened. Right. Um, but to prevent, right, I think that's...
0: In, in my heart of hearts, in my spirit, in my soul, uh, in my born-again atmosphere, I believe that the gospel is going to be the only one that can prevent that. A true belief
1: right. in the gospel, right. a true and obe- Right, obedience yeah. to yes. what God commands us to do, right. So, um, so what, like we were saying, very little research exists at this point that would really serve to better inform the individuals that are going to be like frontline responders to gunmen... Um, and the example that was cited in this article was a study, a clinical study of 144 individuals who had threatened some form of violence against mm. others. So, um, this is Warren at all, 2011. So, eight of those 144 individuals were found to have threatened mass homicide. Mm. All eight subjects said that they had intended to kill as many people as possible and all cases involved targeting a specific group against whom the would-be perpetrator held a grievance hmm. okay so over the 12-month study period none of the eight subjects carried out or attempted to carry out their plans however two of the eight assaulted a person unrelated to the, to their targeted group so not specific to whatever fantasy they had been having right. about a specific group but to just a random other Um, So some of the factors common among individuals who commit mass murder um, include, so this is what uh, the analysis, their analysis of the literature um, has determined. Um, So common include extreme feelings of anger and revenge, Mm. the lack of an accomplice. So uh, most often when the perpetrator is an adult, they act alone. They don't have a buddy. Um, so, feelings of social alienation. And then like we kind of already touched on planning well in advance of the offense. Yeah, and
0: if we do, if we even hone on the importance of interpersonal relationships, you would see how. How much that is important in somebody's life? That isolation, mm-hmm. alienation, shunning somebody for the—I mean—can cause these kinds of things. Feeling invisible in a world full of people is horrible, mm-hmm. by the way, and can get you very angry mm-hmm. when you're tired of being
1: sad. Right. It's a—it's a different kind of loneliness. Yes. Yeah. So
0: lonely in a crowd. Mm-hmm. How can how can that happen? Mm-hmm. It happens every all day. the time, constantly. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to cry.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a the like a a song from like the forties. Only in a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Also, many mass murderers do not plan to survive their own attacks and tend to commit suicide or either or to be killed by police after they commit the attack. Um. So they also uh cite um a case study of five mass murderers who. Did survive so, and that's something that's interesting too about our two most recent shootings that we're going to talk about: Atlanta and then Boulder. Um, Both of our gun, the gunmen in each situation were were taken into custody, which is really unusual. Um, Very typically, the gunman is not alive following the attack.
0: Yeah, that's usually uh, that's usually the case because we we always hear that they either die by you know cop shooting or they, or they, or kill, they themselves. kill themselves yeah right yeah, yeah.
1: and that's part of the plan as yes. well um, so, so
0: suicidal ideation could be in
1: there oh yeah very yes. typically yes. it yes. is so that's a part of it hmm. um, so this case study of five mass murderers who did survive um, a number of common traits and historical factors were found when they investigated hmm. psychosocial history. Hmm. Okay, so these subjects had all been bullied or isolated during childhood Hmm. and subsequently became loners who felt despair over their social alienation. Hmm. Uh, They demonstrated paranoid traits such as suspiciousness and grudge holding. Hmm. Their worldview suggested a paranoid mindset specifically, Hmm. so like others are out to get me. Um, hmm. it's the world against me essentially okay. is that yeah. kind of mindset, so they believed others to be generally rejecting and uncaring as a whole, and as a result, they spent a great deal of time feeling resentful and ruminating on past humiliations, hmm. okay bullying <clears throat> yeah, yeah. right or what or any type of yeah. humiliation, anything that they experienced as humiliating hmm. um uh, the ruminations, so this these obsessive thoughts, right. Um, frequently involved or evolved into fantasies of violent revenge wow so again that was a case study of five individuals you don't ge- necessarily generalize a population that small a number of, of individuals studied that small to a, a, an entire population but it does give a lot of insight into at least what was common in these individuals that they looked at
0: would you say uh, in, in both of those are factors because it's uh, feelings of revenge, alienation. Um, I'm wondering what the uh, the parental affiliation now is if there was a lot of neglect there and then environmental animosity too as well, like trauma from other beings outside of your family. Right like
1: at school, school shoot. I think you're you know at school shootings we kind of have assumed that that bullying. right yeah, yeah, that yeah. there at least was bullying or some kind of uh, you know. Um, difficult social, um, exchange happening between perpetrators and the rest of society, you know, kind of at large. Um, the FBI, uh, did a study of 160 cases of active shooter incidents that occurred between 2000 and 2013. Mm. Um, they defined an active shooter, uh, as an individual actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a confined and populated area. Mm. So implicit in the definition is the subject's criminal act is that the subject's criminal activities involve the use of a firearm. Right. right? Um, So on average, there were um, 11.4 incidents that occurred annually. So between 2000 and 2013. Right. And the trend over the study period showed a steady rise in incidents from 2000 to 2013. Wow. Okay. So the main findings of the study were the vast majority of shootings, so 70%, occurred in either a place of business or an educational environment. Okay, yeah. Makes well, sense.
0: That's, that's where the populated areas are, yeah.
1: Well, I think more specifically that that's, it's personal, when you mm. when you shoot up the business that you worked at or when you great shoot up the point. school you attended, that's yeah. personal. Yeah, that is a great point. <clears throat> um, all but two of the shootings were carried out by a single individual. Wow. So, again, these guys are loners. They're not buddy-buddy.
0: And, 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 buddy. and, again, I, I this will make more sense in the coming episodes, but I am thinking of the Atlanta shooting uh, in there. It was a place of business. And substantiated on what you just said, there was some kind of personal thing going on. Yeah. 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 Hm. We're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer.
1: The shooter um committed suicide in 40% of the cases. Uh most incidents ended before police even arrived or could engage the perpetrator. So 67% hmm. of the events ended before police were on scene. Wow. Of the 160 incidents, 64 qualified as mass murder, so mass shooting and then Mm mass uh only six uh six or 3.8 percent of the 160 cases involved a female perpetrator Mm -hmm. so that's also super interesting um but you you see like a very uh desperate ratio for male to female uh, kind of across the board Mm -hmm. um for uh this type of criminal activity Yeah. yeah um Okay, so another study, the U.S. Secret Service and U.S. Department of Education, uh, they conducted a study that focused on targeted school violence in the U.S. from 74 to 2000. Um, the study involved shootings that occurred prior to that FBI study because it buttressed right up against 2000. Um, and the study's findings did suggest a trend of increased mass shooting incidents. Um, Secret Service researchers analyzed 37 incidents of targeted, targeted school violence, most of them involving guns, perpetrated by 41 attackers during uh, the time period of 1974 to 2000. So these are the key findings from that particular analysis uh, as it relates to school shooters. Majority of perpetrators, 68%, acquired guns used from their own or a relative's home. So, like, they stole the gun from yeah. their dad or yeah. their, you know. They didn't have mom.
0: direct access to it as far as they buying it, but they. Well, because a
1: minor can't buy. Yeah. Well, it varies from state to state, but typically a minor can't buy yeah Yeah, so least they're always the... stealing mm-hmm. it, yeah. Right. um So, perpetrators had easy access to family-owned firearms. Perpetrators often leaked, quote-unquote, their intent to peers, so they talk about this, what their plans are hmm. to their friend, to their friends, friends, yeah. quote unquote, to their people around them. Um, perpetrators often engaged in behavior prior to the incident that caused others to get, to be concerned. So weapons seeking, writing things that are disturbing, interesting, right? Very. And then uh, frequently perpetrators had often considered or attempted suicide. So these, again, these are just, after analyzing the data, these are common factors that they're identifying mm. across their population, you know, the individuals that they're studying per study. Um, but you can kind of feel – you can start to see a trend, right, emerging from this um, social isola- isolation, alienation, um, paranoid thinking, Um that kind of evolves into a revenge seeking fantasy, right? Um yeah. So there there are common factors. It's highly environmental. I mean yeah. uh, what what they're
0: experiencing in this world is is propagating these but, but how they feelings.
1: and then how they understand it, their worldview yeah. about it, like that's informing the these thought processes like I should take revenge. Right, yeah, which
0: you um we can you can substantiate that on, on a lot of things. I'm I'm in a, a sociology class. They were talking about uh, hardly anybody commits mass murder for no reason. Like anarchy really doesn't exist in these kinds of things. And even if there was, anarchy is a worldview, <laughs> and it comes from somewhere. And why? Sure. I mean, it's hard to not substantiate in anything on a particular worldview or belief system, uh, or perception. What are you whatever you want to say about the world around you? Right. So yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, that, so that's kind of a review of some of the studies that I looked at and specifically that this kind of overarching article looked at and then I dug into a little bit more. Um, I think, uh, the next part of what I want to discuss is pretty hunky, so maybe we should save it for. Yeah, this
0: would be a good opportunity to to wrap it up. Uh, we set the foundations on, you know, the studies that have been done on mass shootings or uh, mass killings. Um their environment, their individual behaviors, what they've experienced, all of that stuff. But then in the next episode, we want to talk about s- the specific things that have happened in our in our country or you know, the United States recently.
1: Right. Well, and so I've I've there's actually um a really interesting kind of categorical system that's been devised to to categorize these shooters. So yeah. um we're going to talk about that and yeah. then um it, we're going to look at Charles Whitman a sure. little bit more closely to kind of tie some of the more, like some of the concepts that we've been talking about together yeah. with, you know, an actual manifestation of the behavior. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about um, Atlanta and Boulder specifically. So
0: so I hope this information served to educate you and just remember the things that you're going through at home, the things that you, that are going through your mind um uh, from the overflow of these things that we've experienced in the past just remember that christ said in this world you will experience many trials and tribulations but just to take heart he has overcome the world